Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. How does Islam play into the end times? Well, I have a brand new series that I want you to listen to a portion of, Ishmael's Islamic Invasion. You're listening right now to Let's Take a Look at the Book. This is an opportunity for you to study prophecy with me. We're only going to study a short portion of this entire series on Ishmael's Islamic invasion. But if you'll take a moment and listen, then I will tell you how you can get your own copy of Ishmael's Islamic invasion. Take a moment with me now. Let's listen. I'll be right back. Chapter 36 of the book of Genesis said that God changed Esau's name to Edom. And then chapter 36 said he had to move out of Canaan. His brother Jacob and all of his family, chapter 37 verse 1, could stay in Canaan, or modern day Israel. But Esau, the Edomites, moved into southern Jordan as we know it today. And they went to a place called Petra. And they developed a people. And uh, we'll talk on Friday a little bit about who those people are and how they will play an end-time role and thus come to the final solution to the Islamic peoples, the Islamic faith on this earth. Having said that, then, you have modern-day Jordan. By the way, Ammon and Moab were not from Abraham. Oh, Lot, he was a nephew of Abraham. His father wasn't Abraham. He certainly was only a cousin to Ishmael. So Ishmael didn't father modern-day Jordan. He didn't father Esau, who would be the Palestinian people. And so you're seeing the Arab world. Ishmael was fatherless when it comes to the Arab world except for one state. Let's go back to chapter 16 of the book of Genesis. Chapter 16. You say, aren't you belaboring some of No, look, folks. If we're going to understand the times in which we're living, Daniel the prophet, Daniel chapter 10, what did he do for three weeks? For three weeks in sackcloth and ashes without eating, without bathing, was laying on his face before the Lord. Lord, give me the understanding of the times in which I'm living. Please just give me this understanding. And finally, God was so moved, he dispatched his own son, Jesus Christ, to come to give him the answer. If Daniel wanted to know the times in which we're living, and he would go to that extent to find out, would it not behoove us to take just a little time to dig in the book to see if we can determine what is happening and why it's happening and what will happen? Chapter 16 now of the book of Genesis. Let's look at Ishmael the father. We looked at Ishmael the fatherless. Let's look at Ishmael the father. And so Sarai gives Hagar over to Abram, to have sexual relationship. He impregnates her. Then, verse 7, chapter 16 of Genesis, And the angel of the Lord found her by a fountain of water in the wilderness, by the fountain in the way to Shur. And he said to Hagar several things. By the way, the angel of the Lord. When you see that phrase, the angel of the Lord, that is the person of Jesus Christ. 
It's a pre-incarnate appearance of Jesus Christ. A angel of the Lord? No. The angel of the Lord, a pre-incarnate appearance of Jesus Christ. I want you to notice something. Jesus Christ stands face to face with Hagar. By the way, Jesus Christ appears throughout the entire Old Testament. He appeared on Mount Sinai to Moses. In the book of Exodus it says, Moses on Mount Sinai saw God face to face. Well, I thought it said God. Well, later on it says you can't see God in that same chapter face to face and live. John chapter 1 verse 48 says, No man sees God the Father face to face and lives. You see, there is a God, a person of the Godhead, you cannot see and live. And in fact, there is a person of the Godhead you cannot see. That would be the Holy Spirit. But there is a person of the Godhead that can be seen and they will live. And in the Old Testament, that's a great, sometime I'm going to do a study on Jesus in the Old Testament and all the appearances he made. How did Abraham come to believe? He stood face to face with Jesus Christ in Hebron. I've been to the spot that's described in the Bible. Boy, you talk about getting happy in Jesus. I became a Baptocostal right on the spot, man. It was unbelievable. And he stood face to face. So now here's an appearance by Jesus Christ. The angel of the Lord appears to Hagar. Going to give her information. Look at verse 10. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, I will multiply thy seed exceedingly, that it shall not be numbered for multitude. By the way, that gives us the evidence of what I just said is correct. No angel can multiply the seed of anybody. Only the Creator, Jesus Christ. Colossians 1.16, by Him were all things created. Jesus is the only one who can multiply seed. Ooh, and say what He's going to say to her. Look at verse 11. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Behold, thou art with child, and shall bear a son, and shall call his name Ishmael, because the Lord hath heard thine affliction. Now here is a character reference that Jesus is going to give to Hagar about her son Ishmael. Look at verse 12. And he, Ishmael, will be a wild man. His hand will be against every man, and every man's hand against him, and he shall dwell in the presence of all of his brethren. And so there's the characteristics. He, Ishmael, is going to be a wild man. His hand will be against every man, every man's hand against him. Okay, that's what Jesus said to Hagar, the mother of Ishmael. Let's go to the next chapter. Chapter 17, now Jesus Christ leaves Hagar, going to spend a little time with Abraham because Abraham is going to have Isaac. Ishmael is not the son of promise, howbeit the Islamic world says he was. That's the one who Abraham offered in sacrifice, not at Mount Moriah, but at Mecca, at the Kahaba. I'll explain some of this as we continue to go. But let's look at now what Jesus says to Abraham about Ishmael. Go to chapter 17 and verse 20. And as for Ishmael, I have heard thee. Behold, I have blessed him, and I will make him fruitful, and I will multiply him exceedingly. Twelve princes shall he begot. He'll have twelve sons. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> Jacob has twelve sons. Ishmael has 12 sons. They want to talk about Israel and, and uh, Ishmael being in the battle. Both of them had 12 sons, but let's just read. Let's see what the Word says. We're, we're, look, all I'm trying to do is follow a discipline that is connected to the Word of God. I start to give you what you think is chasing a rabbit someplace. It's outside the Word of God. 
you call me back. I'm going to stick to the Word of God. The pastor this last weekend gave me the greatest compliment that I've ever had. He said, I want to say this about Jimmy DeYoung. He is a biblicist. And as long as people will keep saying that I am going to stick to the book, I'm going to stick to the book. I think that's why it's important that we pay attention. And some people have talked to me about great prophecy teachers, so they say, who have a charismatic leaning. Please excuse me just for a second. Those are dangerous. Let me tell you why. They go outside of the borders of the Word of God to find information. And they bring that back to the table. That's subjective. That either could be of God, which I don't believe it is, or it is of Satan. And you bring that information to the table and then try to give that information along with the biblical information to tell me what it's talking about in prophecy, you're on dangerous ground. Stick to prophecy teachers who stick to the discipline of the Word of God. Now, having said that, what does he say here? Chapter 17, verse 20. I will bless him. I will make him fruitful. I will multiply him exceedingly. I will give him 12 sons. Look at here. Last phrase. And I will make him a great nation. Did I emphasize that enough? I will make him a great nation. That is singular, not plural. I will make him one great nation. That's all Jesus Christ's promise to Ishmael. I have just showed you He didn't father the Egyptians, the Sudanese, the Somalians, the Ethiopians, the Libyans, the Egyptians, the Syrians, the Jordanians, the Iraqis. He didn't father them, but he did father a nation. You've been listening to a portion of a series entitled Ishmael's Islamic Invasion. I talk about Satan's dominion strategy, Ishmael's true legacy, Islam's satanic trio, the Islamic invasion, and Islam, the final solution. These studies on this five-part audio series on CD is available to you. You can call our toll-free number and our people will tell you how you can purchase your copy. The toll-free number is for all across America and that number is 877-674-3298. That's 877-674-3298. Or you can go to our website, prophecytoday.com, and you can order this series entitled Ishmael's Islamic Invasion. I can guarantee this, as you study through this five-part series, you're going to become aware of the fact that we are living in the last days, the days that Jesus Christ will return to this earth. But remember, seven years before he comes back to the earth, the rapture takes place and we're caught up to be with him. By the way, the rapture could happen at any moment. And having said that, there's nothing left for me to say, except let's keep looking up until...